Welcome to the Homer and the Hater podcast, jam-packed week. I am your host, as always, the Hater. Joining me, as always, the Homer. Woody, what's up? Not much. Disappointed right now. Disappointed in yourself or a, a technician? Technician. Okay. I usually, I usually <laughs> the answer is both there. I'm like, ah, I, probably made, I did not make a mistake this time. Our, our pod schedule got a little jumbled because of a, a dishwasher? Yeah, from a, from a company I won't, I won't mention, but... Uh, it's DraftKings, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> DraftKings just can't install a dishwasher these days. But who can you trust? Yeah, maybe if they spot. See that. See now you got to worry about with the uh, ability to add sponsors. We we can't just be you know bashing yeah. companies left and right. True. Yeah. It's like it could be Maytag, and we would if it were Maytag, yes. we'd want to be in business with. Maytag. Let's just put it this way: I wish it was Maytag because then I probably would have a dishwasher installed. I do. I listen to quite a few podcasts, and I do notice a lot of. Uh, Maytag sponsorships. A Interesting. Of, a lot of GE. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, mine's mostly just Snoop Dogg telling me that he doesn't have a problem with ED, but in case I do, um, I was gonna ask you this. I was gonna text you this this week. Um, could you name a company that Shaquille O'Neal would not endorse? Ooh. He he seems to be on television all the time, and it's it's never for like A plus products. It's like icy hot. The general car insurance, uh, ring doorbell security. Um, he, he's he's now doing drops on like podcasts for various things. This guy is getting work, he, and he also DJs now. Oh, he does. Apparently, pretty well. I mean, oh. for a forty-six-year-old who wants to apparently make a career switch, this this well. might be a controversial statement, but like, or I suppose it depends on what kind of DJing. But I feel like everyone can DJ a little bit. Or is he like mixing tracks? I think like all things, like the expertise, yeah, really tough to get to. Probably okay. the same as everything else. But like in terms of being like passable and if, I don't know, if yeah, someone good sent enough, yeah, an email easy. to me that was addressed improperly and was like, "So, are you going to be at the bar mitzvah this Saturday? I'll have your five hundred dollars." Like, I feel like I would respond like, "Sure, could I get the the." <laughs> time and uh, location again and i just show up and i'd probably figure it out i don't know <laughs> or hope like somebody else shows up but like they just pay you before oh yeah do the swoop in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this is uh we should we should start a fraud pod where we just talk about good schemes to get into um uh-huh. but yeah like i said jam-packed show today we got a lot of college football Lots. uh some pro football and we're going to talk a little nba at the end of the show i think so um but yeah, let's dive into college. We got some, uh, some I will say, good matchups this week, uh, and quite a few really bad ones. I noticed uh, <laughs> LSU's favored by forty-two. Oh, it's just been... Georgia, Massachusetts, forty-one. Yep, Oklahoma's favored by thirty-five plus. God, it's been... yeah. But let's go to a let's go to a really interesting matchup, in my opinion. Number twenty-four, Cincinnati, nine and one in the American uh, versus UCF, nine and zero in the American, uh, ranked number eleven undefeated for two years now yep um i have ucf minus seven so i'm seeing what do you think about this game wood all right um uh this it flipped if this is at cincinnati i'm all over cincinnati here i think this is that classic uh season ending type game where they come out and lose but it's at ucf they can see the light at the end of the tunnel they finish if they can finish 13 and all which ties into my, my my playoff predictions here that we might be able to get into a little bit later. But um, they have a real shot at getting left out, but like being on the doorstep. Um, I got I got UCF here at minus seven. I think with it being a home game, Cincinnati has only lost one game at the beginning of the year. Uh, actually, I think it was like a couple weeks ago. But I I just don't trust Cincinnati. I, it, it's you know this is the problem with a weak conference, but uh, and, and I think UC, UCF with a home game here, I think they'll be able to clear seven. It might just be seven, so you might be looking at push territory here, but I don't think it's going to be less than seven. I love the other side here. I, uh, I don't hate it. Yeah, since he's been a sneaky good team all year, looking at their schedule, they've really taken care of like every like tight games. 
they've won tight games. Uh, games they have to blow teams out, they've blown teams out. Uh, you mentioned they stumbled at Temple, who I think is a pretty good team. Um, actually played UCF like pretty tight until like the fourth, halfway through the fourth quarter. That game kind of got away from Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, but they so they lose at Temple. They go to SMU, beat SMU. Um, they just <laughs> run Navy out of the building, forty-two nothing. Um, I wonder how far into that game Navy is like, the option's not working. What else we got? And it's like, <laughs> ooh. Uh, and then they just beat USF, who I th- I think is a, a somewhat comparable team to UCF. I think this game definitely stays within the number. I think since he has a 50-50 shot of, of upsetting Central Florida here. I would agree. I think the, US, the USF thing I think we should probably slow down on. They're looking like they're kind of a fraud. Um it doesn't. It just doesn't look good. I, I've I've watched a couple of their games now, mostly because I've been yelling at the TV for them playing so poorly. Um, and a lot, not of, only a lot like of like not, Friday action. Yeah, for them. Yeah, and like not only not covering, but then like losing the game, and that's more like the concerning thing. Uh, I think they they had a really bad. Was it Houston that like just owned them, and it wasn't even close. I think it was like an eight, like an eighteen point game. But you see the uh, Ed Oliver. Yeah, that was weird. weird brawl last. That was night. weird. Apparently the coach. The, it started because the coach wanted Ed to take his jacket off. Yeah, because apparently those jackets are just for starters, which I get. And then he like does this whole thing like, I love him, but he's just a kid, he doesn't know. And uh, it's only 50 degrees out. We want these kids to be tougher. Well, then don't you want all the players not to... Like, why do you have the jackets then? I don't get it. <laughs> like, where both people are coming from, but like... To, to, I think the coach took it a little too far when he started to try to like remove the jacket from... That was weird, yeah. Like a guy who's like 230 pounds... Uh, I think it's probably 295. 295, okay, yeah. <laughs> that that seems like a bad move. Um, you're kind of asking for trouble in that situation. Um, so we're on, we're on different sides we of are. this game. This, this is, I will definitely be watching this game over uh, another game where I feel stronger about the side, which we'll talk okay. about now, and is it on at the same time. Um, but I think a slightly less interesting game, in my opinion, and that's number sixteen Iowa State Ooh. at number fifteen Texas. Iowa State is six and three. Texas is seven and three. Um, Texas, one more win, uh, gets them one exactly one spot higher than Iowa State. Um, I like the Cyclones here. Interesting. Okay. Really like the Cyclones. Um, getting, let's say, I see two and a half. What do you got over there? Yeah, I think two and a half, three. It's going to be kind of. Figuring out where you can get it during the time of the day stuff, but yeah, love it if it's three, like it if it's two and a half. I think Iowa State has shown so far this year that they are the superior team. Okay, and I think they continue this run. I love their coach. Um, they're missing their like star tailback for the first half of the game. Sure, a little uneasy about that. Um, but I, I just someone someone is like in my gut saying Iowa State here. Interesting. I was thinking similar things. I think, uh, is it Matt Campbell? Who's the coach for Iowa yeah. State? All right, so yeah, he's possibly like a, he's a candidate for a new job after this year. People are saying that like if Urban Meyer leaves like Ohio State, that this guy is the number one candidate to go in there and, and, and mix it up. So, uh, yeah, I, it's close. 15 versus 16. I don't really know why either of these two teams are ranked this high. And then you look at the other teams behind them, and they're like, okay, there's literally nobody else to, to put here. But... Um, I got Texas only because literally it's, I'm looking at, yeah, you can see minus two and a half, minus three. It's, they're pretty much saying it's even neutral field. Um, but I'll give the nod to the home team here. I also think that they both understand that this is probably for a play, or not a uh, big six, New Year's six bowl, whatever they're calling them. Um, both teams kind of out of contention for, yeah, both teams are out of contention. It's, it's pretty much going to be in Oklahoma, West Virginia. Uh, Big 12 title game. So I I just see, I see two teams with uh, hazy motivation for this game. Like it's not quite clear who's going to care about winning this game. And I see a a Texas team entering the season who had higher aspirations than Iowa State. And they're at this point, they're like, all right, I'll go to the bowl. Give me my jacket. Give me my swag bag. And I'm going to the pros. And Iowa State came into the year. Not super highly regarded. Um, I think some people were a little optimistic about them, but in their mind, I see their players with or viewing this spot as let's continue this great season we're having and and play this thing out is kind of 
I, I see two teams trending in different directions. A little bit. The one caveat I would add is Texas can still play in the Big 12 title game if they win and West Virginia beats Oklahoma the last game of the year, which very well could happen. Um, so Texas has something to play for where Iowa State's pretty much done. All right, so we're, we're on different sides here. We are. Ooh, this means two winners already. I love it. Oh, man. Um, let's go to probably the most uh, compelling game of the week. I don't think so. Um, which, it's shocking. If I would have told you coming into the year that we would be watching number 12 Syracuse uh, playing number 3 Notre Dame. Um, we've got a neutral site game at Yankee Stadium. So dumb. <laughs> I have Notre Dame giving 10 and a half. Yeah, it's floating right, right around coming 10. Coming down a little bit. Yeah. Um, who do you like in this spot? I have Syracuse. Just based off of like... I'm going to do that math thing where I'm going to like actually... like I, just, I was looking last night, getting ready for this, looking at... Their only two losses are at Clemson, where they lost by, I think, a field goal or four points. And then overtime loss against... Uh, who was the last loss they had? Not Georgia Tech. That's the wrong team. Um, Pitt. At Pitt. So they had to go at Clemson, losing a heartbreaker by four points, and then had to go... And that was that game that uh, Clemson's quarterback, uh, Lawrence, got hurt, and so the backup came in. Syracuse the, thought they were going to win it. The exact week that Kelly Bryant transferred yeah. away. Yeah. It looked and, like Clemson's season was almost over. And then and and then they're fine. And then people realize that their their defense is amazing. But uh, and then you go and lose to Pitt in overtime, and that was it. And then they kind of come back and they can put up some points. Uh, their last, well, after the Pitt loss, they've scored 40, 51, 41, 54. So they're on pace to score forty two points. Is how I see this trend working. Uh, I think it's going to be tough for Notre Dame to score fifty plus points and and be able to cover ten. I love this Eric Dungey kid. Mm-hmm. Um, he's great. I think even when he plays tough teams, he is mobile enough and can push the ball down the field enough to to hang with just about anyone, as we saw in like the Clemson game. Mm-hmm. Um, Syracuse doesn't have a lot of routes in on their schedule. They did destroy Louisville, who might be the worst team in the country. Um, they got the coach fired. I, I was shocked he was still the coach, like, after they, the way they opened the season. I don't get how you can go from having a Heisman Trophy winner to not having a job in less than two years. But, yeah. yeah I think I think he – I think we should go back and give Lamar Jackson a second Heisman. I think we, we've <laughs> now seen that he really deserved that because he was propping up a garbage team. Um, I, like, I like the cues here, too. Um, Notre Dame – Still everything to play for, obviously undefeated. Um, but I just think Syracuse can hang in this game, and they run um, a very fast-tempo offense with Dino Babers as their coach, and their defense is kind of sneaky good. Yeah. Um, and I just think, like, if they get behind in this game, they're never – like, that 10.5 is never out of the question because they're going to be throwing the ball around and trying to move it late. I, I really like Cuse on the spot. Notre Dame's schedule has also been, like, really messed up. They just, like, they moved, um, I believe it was their last game. I'm not sure if it was last week. Um, gosh, what game was it? I think they moved either the Navy game or the Northwestern game to, like, a weird primetime spot. Uh, and then we're going back and forth as to whether to play this in Yankee Stadium or not play it in Yankee Stadium, yeah. which I'm, I was shocked was, like, an option that they had. Um, but this is, like, one of Notre Dame's home games. I think the crowd's going to be closer to 50-50. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I like I like the cues a lot here. It's in like New York too, so it's still it feels like a road game, even though it's a home game. It's one of those dumb ones, but home road, home roads. Um, book is healthy. Book is playing. Yes. Okay. Which I don't. I I, th- I think he is an upgrade over there. When is he going to get figured out? Obviously, like if they make the playoff, yeah, they'll be th- figured out then. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into some playoff talk after our yeah. next game. Uh, let's go. Let's go to an unusual spot. Suddenly, uh, we have six and four Northwestern coming to Minneapolis to play the five and five Gophers. Um, Northwestern last week clinched the Big Ten 
West. West. Um, <laughs> not a ton for Northwestern to play for. Uh, Minnesota coming off a very surprising win uh, last week against a, a good Purdue team. What do you uh, – you have some insider info. I'm going to reserve my uh, my selection until okay. I hear this insider info. So I may or may not have been at a, uh, a, a, a watering hole, as I used to call them back in the day, with – uh, a few starters on the team, and there might be a general like feeling that hey, uh, we might just kind of like be done playing football this year. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like which the, you know, here's the thing: I'm the not Purdue, saying the Purdue game was their bowl game. Yeah, okay. it was kind of one of those deals where I think this is a common feeling across a lot of teams that are kind of in the same spot the Gophers are. Uh, so I don't think this is like a just this team of like f this season, f these guys, f this coaching staff, whatever. Um, I think it's just a little bit of just general, man, we got to go play a game and it's going to be 27 degrees out. And if we don't win, we're not going to win at going to Wisconsin. And I think they all kind of are realist about this. Um, that being said, uh, I, I don't see in general how Northwestern loses this game. And then on top of like the general like idea of like these guys aren't exactly like the most thrilled to like be playing football. Is the general feel I was get I was getting from from a couple of these guys, but uh, um, I think they have their eyes on like nine days away from now. Eyes on some uh, some fries. Eyes um, on the fries. Yeah, you know you know me. One of the things I love more than anything spots. This is a bad spot for Northwestern, uh, and seemingly a great spot for Minnesota. That being uh, said. Minnesota has had a couple of these spots this year, and I feel like the spots were at Maryland, blown out. At Nebraska, blown out. At Illinois, blown out. Granted, this is a home game. Those are all like their only three road games of the year there's that the, matter. There seems to be a trend of what, yeah. I, I, I but again, that. all three were spots where it's like, we can go 4-0 and and pretty much lock of a bowl game against Maryland. Uh, don't even look competitive. Um, I'm going to say the Iowa and Ohio State games are kind of, I, I don't think we had a really great chance to win there. Go into Nebraska, a team that is 0-6 and really like feeling down, not even competitive. And then bounce back winning against Indiana, followed it up with go to Illinois. They blown out. Yeah, surprisingly, so Minnesota doesn't have a great home field advantage. Probably one of the worst, and it's not going to get better on on Saturday. Maybe the their the one possible advantage they could have if they improved would be like the cold weather. But usually, when they're playing cold weather games, they're the less motivated team. On which... top of like this team isn't like Wisconsin, who's built up of like sixty five percent Wisconsin kids. This yeah. is a team built up of like 30 percent like Minnesota Wisconsin kids, like and then the rest Alabama are from like, kids, yeah, and... like a Mississippi like. 16 Georgia kids for some reason. But that being said, cleaned cleaned up the preseason schedule, which included Fresno State yep. at home. I'm, home games I'm talking about. Yep. Lost to Iowa. Yep. Uh, bad, but not like an embarrassing loss, considering the losses to Maryland and Nebraska. And there's a point at that point, too, that we thought Iowa was going to be like a contend for the title. And I do still think Iowa is a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, beat an Indiana team I did not think they were going to beat at home. And I will be fair, the last time we had insider information was the Indiana game, and then they went on one one. Yeah. So I would say, in my eyes, like Purdue and Northwestern are somewhat comparable teams, and the fact that Minnesota's coming off that 41-10 win, like, really handled their business. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go first this week. I'm going to go first this week. you going to the game this week? I will not be. Okay. I was offered to go in the same uh, event the other night. By four different players. Hey, I got tickets, man. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. And then I found out it was just senior night, and they all just have like blocks of thirty tickets they got to get rid of. I, uh, I, we ended up not going last week because I thought it was going to be a very depressing game to watch, which <laughs> turns out not to be true. Hey, uh, go to the games, people. You can get to this one for ten bucks, I think. Yeah. Or just like you know, go to the Texas game for two bucks. I think we should just buy tickets to that. Probably. Just, just really? to have you tickets. Yeah, that's what I saw on ESPN. Uh, but that wraps our, our game talk for the week. So I have Cincinnati, yep. Iowa State, Syracuse, Minnesota. You have UCF, Texas, Syracuse, Northwestern. Yes. So we got three winners for sure. Pretty much. That's awesome. 
Yeah. We're off to a great start. <laughs> uh, we're going to wrap it at four games this week and talk uh, Final Four. Let's do it. Football. Um, okay, let, let's talk like two slots. Can, can we both agree that Bama and Clemson are... Yeah, I think that's the they're going to win out. So I, there's no and stopping even, that. Even with one loss, I think... Either team is in. Res, well, resume and like historical... I don't think Clemson would get in with a loss, but I don't see a loss on their schedule. Oh my God. Yeah. If they lost to this point, it'd be like a really bad loss. Okay, we'll we'll talk we'll talk through a couple other teams, and uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna mention some teams, yep, and get your opinion on the the final four possibility, and then we'll use that to uh, suss out your your final four prediction. Let's do it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna work backwards here. Okay, what are your thoughts on LSU? I think they're done. I don't think that they're gonna have a chance to make it just because you're gonna have Georgia and Alabama that are locked into the big uh, the SEC title game. And I also don't think Georgia or Alabama loses another game um, until that game, obviously. But okay, we're ta- uh, we're tossing LSU out. Yeah. Great season, guys. We'll see you in a New Year's Six. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma, one loss. Oklahoma. This is getting tricky. I, based off of how I see the schedule unfolding, I think uh, their offense looks phenomenal. Yeah. Preview of next week. I think they're going to struggle in Morgantown, and then they have to go back and play unless Texas wins out. So this is where it gets kind of tricky, but uh, I see them winning the Big 12, but not being a one-loss Big 12 champion. Okay. Um, Oklahoma is a team that I think you could make a case deserves to get in with one loss. Um, They have had, like, a lot of troubles on defense this year. But I think they would get – I think it would not be very fun to watch them in a Final Four because they would be paired up with Bama or Clemson. It'd be tricky because remember that Georgia game was like a really good game. The, I think the Oklahoma team last year was if if you had to if those t- two teams played each other, I think last year's Oklahoma team beats this year's Oklahoma team. Even though the, the disparity at quarterback, I, I Murray might be a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. But that being said, I think that Oklahoma team was better. Okay, but um, okay, so let's let's talk about Georgia. What are your thoughts on Georgia? They're going to be they 11 have a tu- one. They have a tough road to, to get there. They got to beat Alabama in the SEC title game. Which they did. No, they beat Auburn. If if they did, one would think they're in. They're in, yeah. Yeah, one lost Georgia with that on their resume. I think they're definitely in. But they will probably be a 14-point underdog to Alabama at this point. Uh, yeah. I mean, what was LSU? 13? 13 and a half, 14. And Bama just, like, I I don't see too many people going to the window to play Georgia when in a similar situation, Alabama just destroyed LSU. Yeah, I, I'm i just trying to think if it'd be the same line. You think it'd be bigger? Neutral site, the game was at LSU when Alabama played LSU. And that's what I mean is, like, Think about going in that LSU game. People were they're three in the everyone is super high on them, and LSU beat Georgia. Yes. So you think it, you're Georgia. thinking maybe like seventeen? Like right, yeah, fifteen, Nin- 17? nineteen and nah, a half. No, not not okay. Nah. So seventeen is kind of okay. So that would be a quite a big upset. Yes. So you're you're thinking at this point you're writing off Georgia. Yeah, I just don't see a way that they beat Alabama in the title game. Okay, so you're not high in LSU. Nope. Not high in Oklahoma. <laughs> Not high in Georgia. No. Leaves us with a small handful of teams. What are your thoughts on Michigan right now? I think, and this is be probably controversial, I think Michigan's going to win this week, and then they're going to go and lose Ohio State, and it's not going to be a conversation anymore. Okay. Not not so controversial. They beat Indiana. But you... Okay. So... Because the game is at Ohio State. Yes. Ohio State's been here before. Grant has been playing well. And this would be kind of like the end to the Urban Meyer era, I think. I think knowing that, Urban Meyer is getting ready. And yeah, they beat Michigan State last week, twenty-six to six. A, um, a good win. That was a great win. That was I a thought. competitively lined game. I think that people are saying that they didn't play well in that game, which might be true. But I twenty-six to six is still games like a one win, a one-point win against Penn State, which. At Penn State, looked fine at the time. Doesn't look super great right now. Uh, win against, at the time, number 15 TCU by 12 points. Doesn't look so great right now. Um, a 
16 point win at home against the Gophers, that's not a great win. A, a five point win against Nebraska at home. Uh, there's a lot on their yeah. schedule to. They're, they're going to get up for the Michigan game. I just don't. Their defense is very bad. Which is so weird because they came out this year being like, hey, this defensive line is unreal. And then. So it, it turns out it was, Michigan might have the best defense, probably one of the five best defenses we've seen in the past five years. Yeah. And Ohio State has shown me that their offense, despite being very talented, can be slowed down. Yeah. Like Michigan d- did hold them to 26 points. Bad weather game still. Purdue held them to 20 points. With Minnesota held them to 30 points. This is, this <laughs> Michigan defense is twice as good as... And that's what I'm worried about, is that this Michigan defense, especially their two ends, and then Devin Bush at a linebacker, um, there could be a lot of like major, major problems. All right. Uh, I Okay, so teaser, I think Michigan's in. Uh, you're on the fence, um, which yes. is going to get interesting as we move on. Uh, next team, Notre Dame. Biggest homer pick probably of this whole season. I think that USC is going to be the next week. Wow. I, I'm looking at this thing and how it's setting up. And it, 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 it's man's jobs on the line. Um, I think they're going to... There's talks that people think UCLA is going to beat them this week. I think that's a joke. But I think they're going to go into that game. They're going to be 6-5. and five. They're going to know this is our bowl game. This is our Rose Bowl. This is our Pac-12 title game. They're going to go in at home, primetime game next week. And in for all like just for all the times in like the end of the Pete Carroll era where they had like that one game and they just couldn't whether it was Stanford with Harbaugh, whether it was UCLA in that dumb thirteen to nine game, whether it was Oregon State with John David Booty, um this is Notre Dame's version of that and, and USC knows that history and I think they're going to go in and beat them. And then we're going to have this, again, moot point. 11-1 Notre Dame, not good enough. Your Final Four is going to be a lot more interesting than mine. It's going to get pretty juicy. Because I possibly a team we haven't even talked about yet might slip in. Um, but, okay, so this is my Final Four real quick. We'll, we'll focus on yours. Yeah. Number one, Alabama. Yep. Number two, Clemson. Yep. Number three, one loss, Michigan. Okay. Number four, one loss, Notre Dame. Wow. So you have them. Oh wait, do you have them losing to Syracuse? I think. No, I think you think Notre Syracuse Dame, just straight up. Beats? I think Notre Dame has a good shot wow. at winning this game, and then I think they get bumped down. They might even get bumped out of the Final Four for a week, and then they come and route USC, and then teams like Georgia get a second loss. Teams like Oklahoma get a second loss, and that vaults them back up to four. That's that's okay. my Final Four right now. Wow. You have Alabama. Wait, wait, hold on. You have one loss, Notre Dame. Yes. Over, I mean, there's a couple teams we haven't touched yet. Which I don't think we need to touch. Let, okay, okay. Okay, I, I, okay. I do want to hear you. Okay, I, we'll, yeah, we'll get, I'll get into it kind of, yeah. Okay. I, I think I think we've touched on all, like, the powerhouses. It's going to be very interesting, the case you're going to make for your three or four. Yeah. You have number one, Alabama. I do. You have number two, Clemson. I also do. Number three, who you got? Number three, based off, like, other teams, I got one loss, Ohio State. Okay. I, be, okay, and this is where it gets weird. It's, it's not so, just because of Ohio State independently, but they're going to have beaten the number four team in the country, Michigan, yep. who might be three next week. Yep. Um, I don't know. No, Notre, there's no way they jump Notre Dame because Notre Dame, if Notre Dame wins. Well, yeah, they lose to Syracuse. So yeah, they, they lose to Syracuse. They could be three. So they're going to have a, a win against Michigan. Then they're going to play a really dumb like 7-5 or 8-4 and four Northwestern. But you're going to be sitting there 12-1 and one with people remembering you beating Harbaugh like two weeks ago. Um, okay, you're gonna get some help because the 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 loss on their resume is not a great loss. Purdue, who pe- I think this is one of those games where it's like, yes, it's Purdue, but like Purdue also is pretty sneaky. I I'm a fan of Purdue, yeah. like in this most recent form, but they got like they got destroyed by Purdue. They did at Purdue though. Road game. Tricky. I I just think it's one of those deals where it's okay. like you get say you get one pass and your pass is gonna be. Hey, it was a tough and road environment. We have a first-year quarterback, um, injuries, Bosa, a bunch of stuff going on. We had to really figure it out, and we did, and we corrected it from that point on. Save the, uh, save the teams you're 
Excluding for now. Okay. And and give me your number four team, and then we'll get into the, the teams you kicked out. Oh, man. I got 13-0 UCF. Okay. <laughs> I, okay, and again, I would I would love to see. I so, think it's gonna. Ha- I think it's gonna happen if it, if it plays out how I have it playing out. And uh, so, w- at that point, will you be on the Milton bandwagon? I'll, I'll still be on the same bandwagon <laughs> of he's he's a gr- at this point great to like the first like the lowest tier of elite college quarterback. So my my final four, I have Bama as a. Bama is a 19.5 point favorite against number four Notre Dame, would be my guess. Wow. 19.5. To full motivation for Alabama. Because what was the title game when they played six years ago that nobody gave a shit about? Like 14, right? It was high. It was, it was super and, high. And Notre Dame was, was one. More highly regarded at that time than they are. They were undefeated, right? And then I have a Clemson as a eight point favorite against Michigan. That's a good oh, matchup. Oh, man. That's a good matchup. Here's the thing, though. If Michigan wins out, which I mean, they obviously have to, to to get there, I bet that's a three-and-a-half to four-point game. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. All right. I suppose the, your, your final four, Not this is not why we do it. But yeah. This, so we have number one Alabama as a 28. I would think it would be like 23-and-a-half. I bet it, I bet it would finish higher. I bet it would be closer to four touchdowns for Alabama against UCF. Just because, and then oh, we have number two Clemson as a fourteen point favorite over Ohio State. Thirteen. The oh, and if, if I, if we I have, have to like, bump Ohio State up for. Are impressive. we thinking what? Yeah, what it opens at or what it finishes at? What it finishes at? Okay, like before the game kicks off, maybe thirteen, maybe fourteen is too high. Okay, so oh, man. so you have. You have Michigan losing, as you've you've said. Mm-hmm. You have Notre Dame tripping up to USC, yep. which kicks them out. Yep. You have Georgia losing the title game. Yep. Um, who do you have winning Oklahoma, West Virginia? That's what I put in there. First time, yeah. I have West Virginia. Okay, and then second time around, title I have game. Oklahoma beating them. Okay, so, so that, kicks that's what out. kicks those two out. Yeah, yeah. LSU, you're you're disregarding already for their two losses. Correct. Okay. Washington. And I think they also are going to lose again to Texas A&M. What about... Okay, so in this scenario, UCF would have to jump Washington State. So you have Washington State dropping a game. I don't. I have them winning out, which is weird because you'd you would think, oh, they're going to put them in Pac-12 there. Pac-12 champion, one loss, yep. and UCF jumps them. Yes. Because here's here's how the finish... I, like, And I know, and that's where it makes it tricky. It's, and it's, I think I could flip either one, to be honest. I'm not if it's Washington State at four, I'm feeling pretty much the same way about this. But I think what's gonna get in the voters' head here as we go down the stretch is UCF is gonna be undefeated for two years in a row. And then Washington State's gonna have their one loss to USC, which is super early. So I don't necessarily fault them for that. But if you look at their how their schedules finish out with Washington State does like Arizona, Washington, and then it'd be like Utah. And Washington has is risking like finishing like seven and five this year. Or eight and four, so it doesn't look like as good of a win. Yeah, I do, and I do like them there. They're at home. Mm. Where yeah, and then all of a sudden they would finish the mm. the Pac twelve title game might be again against another like seven and five, eight and four team. So it's Utah. So of course that would be that would be full on chaos, and I love it. Yeah, I it's that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's gonna be UCF. Two two walks away with the Heisman. It's looking like it um, from a based on a standpoint of he literally is the best player in the country. Statistically, though, it's not close. Like, because I think Kyler Murray's putting up just a career year, but it, it's faulty numbers in the Big Twelve. All right, let's move on to the uh, pro slate. Yeah. Like I said, we still got some uh, some serious professional talk left in it's the uh, in the pod. Um, you want to open with your first game of the the NFL slate this year? Yeah. Um. It, it was it was a tough week. I couldn't figure out where I wanted to go with a lot of the stuff. First one I'm going to take though is. Give me the team that is starting to figure out, actually has been figuring out for a while, and then finally just got rid of their biggest off-the-field issue. I'm going to take Pittsburgh minus six. Laying, laying heavy road points against Jacksonville, a team that has literally lost five in a row and is looking like they're about to become a dumpster fire. Yeah, that's it's seems like a good spot for the Steelers. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of points to like lay on the. It is. I'm thinking like five weeks ago what, what this line would have been, and it probably still would have been like Jacksonville minus three. 
Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there. Um, I'm going. I'm going heavy spots this week. Heavy spots. My my entire my entire board is essentially spots. Um, Carolina Panthers. Okay. Uh, good team. Uh, six and three. They're coming off a Thursday night game. Extra time to prepare. Yep. Against the Lions team that's spiraling. And the Lions team that has to then prepare for a short week to play on Thanksgiving. Correct. Love the Panthers here. Yeah, I do as well, yeah. Minus four and a half. Lock them in. I'll throw it back to you. That was going to be my next game. So, boom. We're on the same side here. Okay. For I'll, pretty much the same reasons you listed. I'll give, I'll give my second game. Okay. Another spot game. Spots. Houston Texans. Ooh. Playing pretty well. Uh, had a big injury at wide receiver. Filled that void. Then had a bye. Coming off very rested, refreshed, essentially everyone healthy um, that one would care about. And they are going to Washington to play a Redskins team that has to play on Thanksgiving. Well, I love that spot. <laughs> give me uh, give me the Texans and I will lay three points there. Do we... Was my third pick. Ooh. I will change my third pick for the, for the <laughs> okay. sake of content in the pod. But um, I also agree here. We probably should have looked up what teams do the week before Thanksgiving games. I think they have to play that don't regularly play because Detroit always plays. So I think there's a little bit less of that. But I think there is. I think it's hard to handicap the, um, like the family side of things because there is yeah. like, if if you're like the left guard on the Texans and you make seven million dollars a year, it's pretty good yard. You're you're hosting Thanksgiving for like a shitload of people, so there is like no matter what like player you are, like you've got a lot of stuff going on. Like your your wife's texting you all week, like is so and so coming over? Um, I don't think they get this off. Like it's a normal work week for everybody else. I think they work and then host Thanksgiving. I think NFL teams are too control heavy, and they're like, we're not going to let you just you're gorge yourself with food. You're in a hotel. You don't. We're, we're not going to hotel you down. I've been in a lot of. Uh, no, I will say I've been in one locker room in the NFL, and I don't think food's monitored that carefully. Okay. A uh, lot of like uh, uh, lunches after practice are like Popeyes, Famous Dave's. Um, yeah, you're making some good points. I uh, I think it, I guess I'm looking at it more from they tried to serve Randy Moss dog food once. That's true. That's true. He, he's like I'm not even serving this to my dog. Um, the more maybe the traveling, like if you have a parent, like a mom or a dad or grandparents that always host and you can't go, then you're staying in town. Like we're not going to let you just like fly out and fly back. Yeah. A la Tyus Jones. But yeah. I don't I, know. What a minute. We should probably look that up. But I, I do think prep wise, mm-hmm. the, so I'm, I'm canceling out like the distractions around Thanksgiving, but yeah. just simply turning around to a Thursday game. Whereas like teams might have it on their schedule at one point where it's like, oh yeah, after week seven, we go and play, you know, the Steelers on a Thursday night. Like we got to factor that in, but like every team that's playing a Thanksgiving game has had that in the back of their mind for the first half of the season. Yeah. And it's something you're well aware of. And it's something that you're maybe taking a little bit off this week to turn around and play that. And like some, knowing you, knowing you, like normal Thursday night games, you're like, we'll just get to Thursday. We're both going to beat up. This one, you kind of like look ahead a little bit and be like, we should maybe save a little bit for it. Exactly. Okay. Which, I'll buy that. Um, your third pick? Third pick, which would have been Houston. Yeah. I'm going to move it. I'm going to move it to Kansas City plus three and a half is what I'm at. So we're going to, we're going to put some action on the big game Monday night. A couple reasons. It was supposed to be in Mexico. It's not. The only team this affects is the Rams because the charge or not the charge the Chiefs were always traveling. It was always a road game for them. They're just moving to a different city. If anything, this is stressful for like the the like travel like guys on the team. Yeah, like the staff members are like, we gotta find a hotel in L.A. Like it's Thanksgiving weekend. This isn't like the easiest thing to do. Um, Maybe you're all of a sudden the players are. Um in like because of the messed up travel maybe you go to LA a day later which if I'm a team maybe I want my players in LA one less day before a game <laughs> like we got a Monday night game I don't want to be flying in Saturday night yeah I, I agree I think uh, LA one of the worst home field advantages in football 
Like you just have football fans that go to these games, not Rams fans. Chiefs are one of those teams in the like one of the eight teams in the NFL that like have a good fan base pretty much anywhere. Yeah, on top of like they're a really like sexy team this year. So you got a lot so of just sexy. like general like bandwagon. Is this the sexiest game of the season so far? Oh, easily. This might be the sexiest game of the year in general. I don't think there's gonna be a better one. Sexiest non Super Bowl of the past ten years. Ooh. Probably that. Giants Patriots to end the season to see if the Patriots are going okay, 16 okay. That's not 10 years that, ago. That might have been more than 10 years. Yeah, shit. Um, That's gone. This might be it then. I I don't hate that pick. I like that pick. Um, I'm going spot again for number three. And uh, give me the Vikings coming Ooh. off a bye, playing the Bears, playing on Thanksgiving. Nope. Wait, Bears. Okay, I got sexy with shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah wait. It, like, I'm, I'm looking at the, this. is All three of these games are like blinking lights. Like, yeah. Team with rest, playing team going into a short week. I, and I think in the Vikings game, I think I'm getting points. You with are the, getting points. With the team, I think these teams at this point in the season are totally comparable. Yes. I don't think the Bears are in any way better than the Vikings. I think if in two weeks from now, I think we might be thinking like, oh, the Vikings are noticeably better than the Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not... So if that's the case, that these are the exact same teams, I'm really having n- none of the scheduling stuff factored into the line at Bears minus two and a half. So I love it. Ton of value. Give me the Vikings. Uh, you know who also loves it? Who? Uh, Vegas, because this is the worst like juice-wise game Ooh. at minus 140. Ooh. So it's is it three then? It's plus three, okay. minus 140, though. Yeah, so it's the, the, the line essentially is minus two and a half, yeah. minus... One one hundred five minus one ten, but they're they they must be in a tough spot with this game because now I'm I'm guessing they have plenty of money now on this three line, yeah. And now you don't want to move it to two and a half, yeah. Um, yeah, big fan of this game. Okay. Any any other thoughts on the NFL? Do you want to run through a, a wicked tease before we move on to NBA? Yeah, I got yeah, we got the wicked tease here. Um, this is the least confident I felt about it all year. Ooh, I love I, it. I we talked about before the pod. I think there's some games here where it's just tough. Like Giants, Bucks, just have to leave that. Just walk away. Dallas, Atlanta, just walk away. Just don't touch them. Um, so we got the three I had, or we kind of had shared. We got Carolina, which tees will go. Uh, if I can do math now in my head, um, plus one and a half. Yep. Uh, we got Pittsburgh, who's now a pick 'em for me, and then I got Kansas City plus nine and a half. So I'm feeling pretty good on those three. I will then go Tennessee plus seven. I like Tennessee. At Indiana, or not Indiana, at the Colts. I've been a big Colts fan all year, but the Tennessee's like a legit team. And they got healthy two weeks ago. They had the bye week. They've been looking really solid since the bye week. Okay. Um, I got Houston at plus three now against Washington. Okay. Uh, and then I've got Chargers minus one. So basically just need a win uh, against the Broncos at home. Feeling really good about that. And then we go Philly plus 16 at the Saints. I don't think this Philly team is bad. Um, I don't think they're going to beat the Saints, but I think they can keep it within two touchdowns. Plus 16 is nice, yeah. Sorry, plus 15, my bad. Oh, I, I hate that. Oh, shit. <laughs> Win some, you lose some. Um, this is not important number, 15 to 16. I'm out. Oh, can't do it. That's safety, man. Um, and then wrap it up with Minnesota plus plus nine. Wrap it up. That's a... I actually think you're not giving yourself enough credit. I think that might be one of your best wicked teasers of the year. I think there's one or two games in here that I'm misreading with that whole, like, how does the... I think on paper, right off the bat, it's like, oh, they play at Thanksgiving. That's going to be tough. But it'd be tricky to see maybe, like, teams think the other way historically and are just like, we don't care about Thanksgiving. Uh, Let's just try to win this week. I don't know. We'll see. And as we know, it only takes one one team in a wicked tease. true. To bump you. A wicked tease... Uh, round robin. Round robin would be Ooh. interesting. I, why is that not offered? <laughs> Too many things going w, on. WTRR. So we, should, we should just do just a website that only offers teases round robins. I love it. We'd probably get gashed. <laughs> I think we'd, we'd have to have it like highly juiced in favor. <laughs> like teaser cards are like where like Vegas gets banged all the time. Oh god. Um. Okay. Let's uh, let's end NFL talk. And uh, jump into some NBA talk. Let's do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw some questions out at you. All right. Um, can any team beat Golden State this year? No. Okay. So season's moot. Um, <laughs> let's pack it up. Yeah. Um, Good episode this week. Uh, moving on. 
I'm going to read you the current um, mm-hmm. 9, 10, 11, and 12 teams in the Western Conference. Okay. And you tell me which has the best chance to make it to the Western Conference Finals. The one caveat. The one team that can beat Golden State is Golden State. Oh, that's meta. Yeah. You're talking a little Durant... Uh, uh, What's his well, name? Durant, Draymond. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's like they're kind of banged up. They don't have that much depth. Curry's hurt. Draymond just came back from injury. I think Clay's a little banged up too right now. Maybe not. I might have missed saw that last night. But Clay is playing great. Is playing really good. He might be putting together his best season of contract, his career. Contract year. Ah, yeah, classic. So the, it'll be interesting. The off season will be very interesting with the Warriors. Sure. Uh, sounds like Clay might stay. Sounds like Durant's foot is out the door. Yes. That would shake things up considerably. Um, but let, let me give you these yeah, four teams. That's best chances to make it to the Western Conference Finals okay. of these four. San Antonio Spurs. Utah Jazz. Ooh. New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. Houston Rockets. Who are your current 9 through 12 seeds? They are all 7-7. Seven and seven. God. Um, I think all four good teams. Yes. The depth in the Western Conference is pretty impressive. <laughs> It's, oh man, best chance to make the Western Conference Finals. I think I'm going to choose the team that most people would not choose. And I'm going to choose the San Antonio Spurs. And that would that'd be the last team I would pick of those four. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I, but I think that all four of those teams are pretty like. Yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't you be You can make a case if, for anyone. Yeah. I, you really can. I think Houston is literally about to like. Pelicans are doing some like very interesting things with pace this year. In yeah. their games. Which but is, like it, but they're only seven and seven. I think yeah. it's one of those things of it's really cool when they're ten and four. They, but like if you're seven and seven, yeah, yeah like they're dealing with some injuries right now. I've, I think the Utah Jazz roster is like very robust. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of guys I like on that team. Yeah, I like a lot of these teams better than like the LA Clippers, Oklahoma City Thunder, Memphis Grizzlies, who are all above them in the standings. Um, what are your thoughts on? The 76er side of the Jimmy Butler trade. Oh. Uh, I <laughs> I think you just became the 2017-28 Minnesota Timberwolves. Like it, I, I think if you're the Sixers and you literally say, we just watched this happen. Um, do you think that the 76ers... Here's what I would say. Flip back to you. I'll answer my question with your answer to my question. Do you think the 76ers are better than... The sixth seed in the West? <clears throat> Probably not. Yeah. Then then I and the East is better this year. The, the, the seven, they have like mesmerizing talent on their team. Top talent. Like real top heavy now. Yes. But you have a guy who is not a proven winner in Jimmy Butler now. You have a uh egomaniac center, and you have a pass first. Uh, point guard who doesn't shoot very well. If I do assemble like a team of all stars that I thought were going to play very poorly, I'd be like, okay, give me a big man, and then give me a, a point guard that just distributes, and give me like a, a loose cannon who is all around like pretty solid, but not great at any one thing. Give me that as my core, and that team will not play very well. Oh, but I'm also going to give you the number one overall draft pick two years ago. Who, who doesn't can't. know how to shoot a free throw? <laughs> like, well, you, I could argue, you can have one big hole in your game. The arguably the greatest player in the NBA can't dunk. So, who? Steph Curry. Oh, yeah, can't dunk. He can, he can dunk. He cannot dunk. I think we've talked about this before. <laughs> we've, we've, this this has been documented again. He <laughs> he had a fast break like two weeks ago, and he went with a layup, which I, is an interesting choice. I for think a it's, person the, who, it's the LeBron thing where it's like I'm not going to get an away crowd hyped. I'm not. There's no message to send here. A funny like, here's how literally I don't care layup is more important than me throwing down a dunk. Okay. This is the this is the challenge before next week's pod to uh, find clips of him dunking. I just need one video I, of Steph. Does Curry it have to be dunking. like recent or can it be just in general? It has to be like post college. Okay, because he threw a pretty nasty one down against Duke. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced. Like at one point in his life, he could dunk. I don't think he can dunk now. <sighs> okay. Um. Okay. I, I uh, think second, they have stats on this. But... Second Jimmy Butler question. Okay. Um, did he sleep with Town's wife yes. or girlfriend? Yes. Okay. I'm 100. I'm. I'm. 
I don't know. Were you in the the Slack chat when we were talking about this? I don't know if I was in for that part. Okay. Um, and I might not have talked about it there, but I was talking with somebody about it, and they were just firm out on this. Like, this isn't a thing. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, you should go look up the Steve Nash thing. That's weird. That happened. Uh, this is not that far-fetched comparatively. Simmons has a theory that like all basketball feuds start with women or cards. Yes. And this this feels exactly like that. Jimmy plays both. <laughs> so Jimmy plays dominoes. Uh, th- third Jimmy Butler question. Then... This whole thing was his fault. Jimmy Butler's? Yeah. Yes. Like, is there any blame to be had on the Timberwolves' part? No. For losing a, a star? No. And the pieces they got back make them a really, like, interesting team. I was going to say, what are you going to finish this with? All right. Fourth question. <laughs> yeah. Are the Timberwolves better? I think so. I think just to get, like, the this day- year. Yeah, you okay. just get a cancer off your team. I think you're just going to be better. Now, are they going to be better than last year? I think that's more kind of on like the Western Conference. And now you have a couple teams last year that were non-competitive that became competitive. Um, so do they make the playoffs? I don't know. I put it at like 30%. But at the same time, too, I'm, if Towns like has this like research, like this huge like, hey, last year I averaged like 25 and 10. And this year, I'm like, no, I'm going to show you why people thought I'm worth $190 million and averages like 27 and 12, which is not unheard of. And then Wiggins finally getting a couple shots back, averages like 22 a game. I think this team is built to be better than last. Who is your sleeper team of the season? I Well, while you consider, I'll, I'll, I'll make a case for a team I already okay. talked about, the Pelicans. Um, they, they've been playing well, score a lot of points. Yep. Um, and they have been a little hamstrung by injuries. Um, they're getting healthy. They have a great player, albeit a big man. Um, but I think the way they like move currently, I think it bodes well for them. They're going to, Miritich got hurt. He's coming back. Uh, and they've been without Peyton for Alfred Peyton for a lot of the year. I think he helps in like a fast pace offense. I think he helps move the ball. Yeah. Um, I, th- I like this Pelicans team. I think they definitely make the playoffs, and I think they could, um, like in a series, even with like Golden State, they could go to five, six games with them just because they play now a okay interesting style of basketball that can like throw you off a little bit. I can buy that. Yeah. What are we counting as a sleeper? A uh, team that will outperform public perception. Outperforms public perception. So the Atlanta Hawks. No. Um I I've been high on this team. Timberwolves, for example, currently a few games in, they're in the cellar of the Western Conference. If they were to make a strong bid for playoff contention, mm-hmm. that'd be like a sleeper. Okay. I think this the East is only sleepers in because they have like their <laughs> top five teams that feel good, but then the refs are kinda Eh, but I'm going to go with a team that I think is a candidate to really mess things up. Ooh, um, a messy team. Messy. Give me the Detroit Pistons. I actually, they were probably my number two. I think really? they're a very interesting team. Yeah, I think tell, so me what, tell me what you like the Pistons. Pretty much just Blake Griffin and that Reggie Jackson's back and that you have Dwayne Casey as your head coach. Who has been there before with a, a roster that's like not super talented? Um, I think Blake Griffin's pissed. I think he's. I'm shocked how hard he plays. Like I'm not. I thought he would have just went to like once he got traded from LA to Detroit, he would have been like, "Fuck this." No, I think Blake Griffin's like one of those weird superstars. That's like, honestly, I just want to be like respected. I don't 100 percent care about basketball. It's not my like burning passion in life. But I also know that I'm pretty good at this thing, and I'm athletic at six ten. So I'm a hard worker. I he stayed home at Oklahoma when he didn't have to. Like I think there's certain like little values that we miss about him. Of like, hey, he's been on the Clippers. He stayed on the Clippers. Like he had too many. Like, he should be Al Horford right now on the Boston Celtics. But he I, passed. I like when a team has like a depth chart of like second and third strings that are like good NBA players. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of. Could you tell me what college Henry Ellenson played for? Oh, he played for Marquette, though. Did he? Yeah, that, okay. one's, that one's easy. Okay, <laughs> I that don't, one. I don't. I've never heard of that guy. Only because like he was a he was a one and done, and there's a Gopher connection there. Okay. His brother played for us. 
Um, that's the only reason I know that. If 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 his brother did not come here, I would have thought that he's just a he has a PER of twenty five though. He, if you showed me a picture of him, that's pretty much it. I would not. If you told me if, if, is that, he a if basketball that, player driver or an Uber driver, I'd be like, he probably drives Uber. Does not look like a basketball player. I agree. He, um, he definitely does not. He's just lucky he was like 6'11 and could shoot threes. Uh, underrated storyline of the NBA season. We'll wrap on this. How bad the Cavs are. <laughs> okay. Like, granted, they have some injuries. 2 and 12. What are they going to do? Um, and it's going to kind of feed into like the bigger picture of like, is there going to be a major trade this year? I guess the Butler one kind of counts, but I don't count it because like that thing's been direct. That thing should have been like made in September, like before the season started. But like it just Thibodeau's an idiot, and suddenly they have a ton of guys that like on a good team you'll like tolerate some antics, mm-hmm. but they're kind of like you talk like you talk about like cancerous on bad te- like J.R. Smith on a bad team. Is oh, not, yeah. Is not a guy you want on the no. roster. No. You want J.R. Smith motivated knowing that he plays an integral role in making the NBA Finals. Probably a good asset. Yeah. Really tough player when yeah. he's max motivated. Uh, Rodney Hood on a team that's not God. going anywhere. Not not a great guy to have. No. Uh, Tristan Thompson with, with little motivation. Um, like, which one of these Cavs shows, shows up on the Lakers in February? This is... All of them? Could like, be a lot of them. It... Yeah, it's interesting because I always thought it was was shocking um, last year at the deadline when the Lakers, who were the like front runner to get LeBron, mm-hmm. all of a sudden moved a lot of like interesting young assets to the Cavs in return for guys the Cavs didn't want. Maybe it was like the front office being like, "Okay, if you go to LA, LeBron, you got to play with these guys that you do not like." <laughs> And we're going to bring in some like kind of interesting young guys because it's that from LA's point of view that that trade made like absolutely no sense to me. Which was like they uh, got Nance and Clarkson for who'd they send to LA? They three team trade though. No, it wasn't because um, then they made the separate deal for Hood and the separate deal for Hill. Yep. Which I I, th- I like those two pieces. Yeah, I thought they were three team trades. They were not. Uh who did they send out there? It was the guy they got from the Celtics, I think. Isaiah Thomas. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a clear cap space. Yeah, yeah. Because so Clarkson still signed, and then Nance, they couldn't figure out what to do with him. Yeah. But it, I don't know. I am I actually, the Lakers are, like, pretty entertaining to watch. And I think, like, I would have to go with my storyline is, like, the development of Lonzo Ball now playing with, like, a true, like, professional I'm liking watching that guy. Yeah, no, I I would agree on that. I think it's a, oh man, they had four in a row. Who? Um, I think when you look at it, it's with this Cavs team too, and kind of how it relates to the Lakers team is like how good LeBron is. Like this is insane. Like Grant Kevin Love is hurt again, and I don't know if Kevin Love solves two and twelve to starting out the year. I mean, maybe he buys you to four and ten, but like you're still pretty much in the basement. But how, like, literally this this team where the East, a lot of change. But, like, you'd have to think the Cavs would at least be, like, they would be that 8-6 and six team right now with LeBron being, like, well, I mean, it's LeBron and they're starting slow because he's getting old. But, like, I mean, they, they're not really trying. Like, and no one, like, doesn't believe it. Right now, everybody's sitting there and it's like, ooh, do they, like, what do they do? I think if you flipped Love and uh, Clay, I think the Cavs probably would have won the last three titles. Like, pairing LeBron up with a guy he can just, like, throw to in the corner as opposed to, like, a stat stuffer. I see Cleveland's bigger issue was they didn't have guys that could match up well with... with okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Like, like with, with Golden State. Not that tends like, to be a problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, in, in the sense of, like, the... It wasn't just, like, a, hey, we just need another one of these. It was, like... We have a huge issue like across the board. Like just fl- like flipping one guy for one guy, I don't think wins them titles. I think like they still need to have Kyrie Irving on this team, and the fact that he wasn't there is a big issue. Yeah, you didn't replace him. Yeah, he literally didn't replace. He replaced Kyrie Irving with Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance. I think you like, have. I think uh, you have less Kyrie problems if they're a better team. 
they were a pretty good team, man. They were pre- they were pretty good, but to they lost because Kevin Durant hit that like three in the in their face. It's like, ooh, yeah, this is over. Uh, any other parting shots on the NBA before we wrap? Um, I think that the Denver Nuggets are a team that could. I don't know. I would. I was gonna say Golden State. It was like that's the one team that like if you're Golden State, you don't have an answer for Jokic. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna what flip if, it. What to, if you get Boogie? Boogie, and he's in the oh, middle. Oh man, I keep forgetting him. Yeah, like, God it. damn it. Seems to be so good. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I never mind. I, um, it, it, the season's over. This is kind of like why we haven't talked about the NBA that much this year in the pod. Number one overall pick before we go. Zion Williamson. Okay. Because, Ooh, okay, it, 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 not basketball reasons, just dunk reasons. Okay. All right. That's it. That's NBA, NFL, college football, uh, dishwasher repair. What more do you need in a podcast? I would argue nothing. <laughs> All right. That's it for this week's Home in the Hater. Goodbye.